special kind and they just seem to get meaner and meaner, right, or more and more sad. What what might we need to do? Yeah, maybe back off, back right? Off. Right. Find somebody else. Yeah, it, it is very possible that the person that we choose to try to help misunderstanding. Right, just doesn't doesn't just rejects you, right? Yeah. Just flat out says thanks but no thanks. Leave me alone. You know I don't want your kind. You know, I, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. right? It, and it'll be really hard not to take that personally. Um, but but back off right away if that does happen, and realize that it comes from our own having rejected others. I think I mentioned that before. Uh, from our own preconceived notions of who who can help me or am I worth helping right and so so if if for instance in our efforts we like bump up against that again and again then we have to go seriously looking you know how is it that we're rejecting other help or thinking that others don't have the ability to help me or I don't value being helped right? and and look and see where we need to make a change in our own heart um, make those changes and then go about it again I I predict that there will, will be no um, dearth of people available to try to help that you don't have to persist with someone who's not responding there'll be someone else available. Yeah, once you start paying attention, the, the seeds that we have ripening as our own experience, we will very likely see in other people because there are seeds too. So, it, so you won't have to look far, probably, to find someone who just doesn't seem like they can enjoy things right, the way they'd like to. So in, in that sense, it isn't necessarily something that you would go and make a date and talk with them and then have something that you do with them, you know, twice a month, like going to visit the lady in the nursing home. But it would you would want to have some kind of interaction with them on some regular basis, but maybe you don't have to actually, like, make a date with them. So it would actually be easier on our own schedule uh, if, they're, if, if they're involved in our life in some way. Okay? They don't have to be anybody particularly close, but someone that you're going to interact with on a fairly regular basis. Yeah? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Is that helpful? Mm -hmm. Let's try another one. Okay. How about uh, knee pain? So uh, I would like to read 
reduce or have less knee pain. Yeah, so I want my knee pain to be less. To, how would we say that? I want my knee pain. to be controllable, to be manageable, to be unlimiting. And we want to not have un-not, you know, we want positive. We want, I want strong, healthy knees. I want strong, healthy knees. Okay, does that sound good? <laughs> That's better than I want no knee pain, right? They could still be all messed up and not hurt. But we, I want strong, healthy knees. That's good. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> so I do have a friend that has um, difficulties with her knees and feet. So she was going to be my target. Yeah, good. So what are you going to say to her? Just that when we get together and see what we can come up with to help our knees. Yeah, good. So, so you might... Like on that first visit, share what you've tried. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on medicine. I've taken that glucosamine stuff. It helped for a while. It stopped. Mm-hmm. I've swim, but I get tired of swimming. It doesn't get better fast enough. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I changed my shoes. You know, oh, I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, it helped a little bit to get arch supports. You know, that kind of discussion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And yeah, try a little eye circle, a little massage, elevation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, compression. Yeah, good. Good, good. Okay. And so then then the w- one would need some way of following up together, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to be able to see yourself continuing to help her in some way, trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how might that go? Well, probably be pretty easy just to, you know, meet somewhere and talk about it and... Uh, she actually has a little outdoor garden, so I may even go over and we can garden together. Yeah, and, nice. And, um, uh, and talk about it while we're there. And maybe kind of work out some ways to make it easier to garden and move around while we're yeah. talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, good. So we could just follow up, you know, the garden again because it's growing season. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And so say at some point, you know, you've been you've been doing this. Okay, let me start again. So here's the ideal, right? Is you you do this and maybe you meet with her, you know, a couple of times a month, and you're sharing all these different ideas. And son of a gun, you realize that your knees are feeling better. You know, they're feeling stronger. And so you're sharing with her. You know, my knees are feeling better. You know. I don't know what we're doing, but my knees are feeling better. How are yours, right? And she, hopefully she's going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't, you know, and she goes, nah, you know, mine are just as bad. My feet are just as bad. I'm thinking of having surgery. How might that conversation go now? I don't know. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> tricky, right? It's a little window of opportunity uh-huh. to start to slip in this idea that, that, uh, about the karma. About, yeah, about the mental seeds. Mm-hmm. And it's especially, hmm, how, would, how might that go? Uh, you know, I would probably blur it right out. 
you know, there's this thing about the way we perceive our world is based on how we've seen ourselves behave towards others, like the reap what we sow. I mean, everybody knows that, right? So that's kind of a safe term to use. Um, although it automatically applies when someone's hurting that they haven't taken care of other people, which of course we all have. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't want to, we want to, don't want to go in that direction that a person may automatically go, which is, oh, you mean I've hurt people, which is true, but you don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like, so then you would say, well, you know, I really understand or I really believe about this natural law of we reap what we sow, and mm-hmm. someone suggested to me that I might try to use that to help my knees get stronger. And so, you know, there have been different people that that I know who have problems with their knees and feet, and so I've been trying to help them you know, feel better and mm-hmm. make their, you know, the things that are hard for them, you know, I try to help them out with. And, you know, it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what do you think? And, you know, it's like, hopefully it's going to ring some bells that, oh, you mean, so I've seen myself helping you should mean that my knees should be getting better too, right? And it's like once they catch on to that, you can say, yeah, and the more you're aware of that when you're helping somebody, the faster we'll see the results. You know, so it's, a, it's like an opportunity to start to start the revolution, do you see? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if she catches on to that, she'll say, oh, good, well, then I've got these seeds from having helped you with your needs. And you can say, yeah, and you can be really happy about that, which will help stir those results forth. Mm-hmm. And you say, and you can think of ways that you've helped other people with their joints, like walking her dog or, mm-hmm. you know, etc. And could even go so far as to say, maybe we need to find a third person, mm-hmm. you know, who has feet and knee problem, that together, you know, we can add this third person mm-hmm. and try and help them, and then both our seats will get stronger. Mm-hmm. You see, it's again starting that process of passing it along. So it'll come up at some point Mm -hmm. in this relationship with people. Either they'll say, why are you doing what you're doing, which might be your case, okay? Or you'll start to see results, and then you'll share that, and they'll wonder about it, right? And that's when we share. Or at some point, you know, you see results, and they don't, and they get upset, and they say, you know, I've had enough of this. And then, okay, so sorry, mm-hmm. I, uh, hopefully it won't happen like that, although it's possible. I like the gardening thing, to help her with her gardening, you know, do the gardening together, because mm-hmm. it's helping her do something that's probably painful, mm-hmm. but that she loves to do. Yeah, nice. Okay, let's try another, shall we? We have a little while yet. All right, so I want a spiritual partner. Um, not right now, but before you choose to actually do that work, if that's what you're going to do, um, maybe get clear what you mean by that. Right. All the different qualities that you're expecting, right? That you're hoping for, and, and uh, the sky's the limit when you're making your I want statement. Yeah, yeah. the details will be the Make key. Specific. Yeah. And, and they may each one be a different seed that you need to plant. Mm. If 
suspect they very likely will be. But so just for like a general catch-all, right? I want a spiritual partner. Mm-hmm. So our mind normally would be thinking, where do I go to find somebody spiritual? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the old way of thinking. So the new way of thinking is how do I create a spiritual partner? Right? And what is it? What is it to be a spiritual partner? So first of all, I need to find a, a partner, right? And I want that partner to have these spiritual qualities or a spiritual interest that matches mine, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want a spiritual partner who's in some different tradition. Um, so, uh, so what seeds do we need to make to find a spiritual partner? If I knew how to get a spiritual partner, I would know how to help somebody else get a spiritual partner. If I don't have a spiritual partner, I must not know how to get a spiritual partner. So how do I help somebody else get a spiritual partner? Mm-hmm. Right? That's our logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that. What Wonderful. is it about a spiritual partner that we want? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we lacking when we don't have a spiritual partner? Right? We're we're lacking this companionship that is like-minded mm-hmm. right so we would want to find someone who's looking for like-minded companionship or who's missing like-minded companionship mm-hmm. so when we're when we're um, Geshe Michael's teaching about partnerships period he's not particularly addressing spiritual partnerships and he says you know the, the place to go to find your partner is to a nursing home, right? And it's like, no, Geshla, I want a young one, not an old one. <laughs> and uh, but the idea is that there are many lonely people, and the place to find them is nursing homes. Not the only place, of course, but any lonely person to whom one can be a uh, a uh, companion, right? To whom one can be a friend with regularity and sincerity and reliability and the two high intentions. We'll plant the seeds that will ripen as our own companionship person showing up in our life. And then you don't have to look for them anywhere. You will literally bump into them and know them, recognize them. The story he tells is, I don't know, in Sofia, is that Bulgaria or Turkey? He, he was giving these four-by-four four teachings early on in DCI, and I guess there's the Oprah equivalent over there, this woman who'd been single for, like, years, seven years, and everybody in the country knows that this woman wants desperately to be married and can't find anybody. And so everybody in the country, you know, follows her personal life. And so she meets this... Diamond Cutter Institute and Geshe Michael and he teaches about where do you go to find a partner? You go to the nursing home and this is what you do. You know, you find this lonely person and you go and be their friend. Once or twice a month you go and you, you know, visit with them and you comb their hair and you listen to their stories and, you know, you're patient and you're kind and you're a friend to them and you do it with these two high intentions and you rejoice like heck that you've done it and you've brought them some happiness and other people have seen you do it, and they wonder what you're doing, and you're going to start this revolution of how to find partnerships. So she apparently actually does this, and um, 
I don't know how long later, but it wasn't long, right, months later. She's walking down the street, you know, on her phone, in a hurry, and wow, she like goes head on into this man. And they like, you know, like fall apart, look at each other, it's love at first sight. He's some, you know, famous singer, and, you know, owns two houses. One is in Germany, which is like, guess, like what everybody in Bulgaria wants. And, you know, they date for two weeks and they get married. And it's like everybody in Bulgaria, you know, watches this whole thing. And so she's doing her Oprah show and she says, the reason this worked is because blah, 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 about the four by four, the four steps. You know, you want a partner, go to the nursing home, be a friend to somebody. And it's like all of a sudden this whole stuff is hot in Bulgaria because the right person tried it out, you know, and everybody in Bulgaria watched her. So it's like she didn't have to date, she didn't have to, you know, she didn't have to do anything. They just showed up because she planted the seeds and, you know, she applied herself. Now, she had the seeds for the seeds to work, right? Um, But it shouldn't stop us at all. So we want to add to that, I want a spiritual partner, right? So it may be that you get to be a little bit more precise mm-hmm. about the lonely person that you're going to find to go and be a friend to that's someone who's interested in um, spiritual things mm-hmm. which may or may not be your tradition doesn't have to be your tradition you know which then you can think about the seeds do I want to cultivate someone outside of my tradition which would like open me up to someone being really open minded mm-hmm. you know? uh, but to find a lonely person who's also interested in spiritual stuff mm-hmm. would be the direction to go mm-hmm. in order to plant seeds for a partner who's a spiritual partner do you see but then you be friend to any lonely person now it doesn't mean you have to find every single one and you, know, you only have a certain amount of extra time to spend, but you can be friendly, you can be reliable, you can be uh, open-minded you know, to people that seem to be lonely, mm-hmm. right? specifically people that seem to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And then people who are in partnerships just completely uh, honor- honorable. Ad- admiring of those partnerships and totally, totally pure around them. You know, and then add the rejoicing to it and then just wait. You know, with no expectation of where it's going to show up, where they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. They'll just walk through the door. Any other questions about that? We, we're, we're, it's not even 8.30 yet. And I'm done with the material that I wanted to cover. I can go on, but I'd like to really get this clear. This doing the doing the deed. It's it's short, you know. I yapped on and on about those other parts, the finding the I want and then making the plan, because actually more of our attention, more of our time goes into those two than actually goes into doing the deed. And it's like the very class is showing that. It's like okay, we're ready. But I think when it comes down to really doing it in person, there's there's some hesitancy, and that's what I'm trying to get at. What what might be that hesitancy, and can we 
you know, play through it so that we can reduce it. You know, because the less hesitancy means the more likely we'll walk, walk out of here at the end of the six weeks and really, really try this. And then really see some results and then start your revolution in your world. Yeah. Any ideas of what more might be hesitant, hesitating? Yeah, it means talking to people. Right? It means asking people about themselves. Not like invasively at all, but... I was just randomly thinking just now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to be a smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I smoked for about seven years or something and I wanted to stop it. Like, you know, I, I, I knew that I don't want to grow old as a smoker. Mm-hmm. Like, I would do anything, but stopping smoking is like climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. I was I was in, in Bombay at that time, so I I would smoke at least ten cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. and then to stop that I started chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. and then I started that habit also. So though I had both the habits, and I lost three or four tooth. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends died chewing tobacco, so it was like a horrible thing. So I start I tried stopping it for six times. Sixth time I I succeeded and. And, uh, it's about 12, 13 years now I haven't smoked. Mm-hmm. But I'm just remi- remembering now, while I was like stopping, my friends would actually make fun of me. Um, and then I would actually encourage and help people who actually wanted to stop. Ah, how would you do that? By, by giving them encouragement and mm-hmm. sharing my experience and, you know, we can do that or you can do that kind of a thing. Yeah. So I was just thinking that maybe that helped me finally also. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, and I, even after stopping, I helped two other people to stop. Yeah, good, good. Also. That's great. I mean, we have these examples, right, already in our lives of how things have worked. That's good. That's a great example. Now, I recognize something similar in in my life, although it's like, uh, it's a stretch maybe, but... In in my family, the women in my family, my mother's sisters, were all very, very, very overweight, you know, very big women. And um, I didn't grow up with them. My parents moved away, but my mother always had this, you know, very strong sense of being careful with her weight because she knew what she had in her genes. And she, you know, helped me to understand that I knew I had that in my genes as well, right? And so, and we weren't maniacal about it, but I, I was careful ever since I was a teen. And I always struggled a bit, you know, I was, you know, a little bit overweight. And I had a buddy in high school, she was a couple years under me, who played volleyball with us and she was very heavy, very short and very heavy. And so I just shared with her, you know, she asked, she wanted help and I shared with her the method I used to just manage my weight, which is, you know, you would counted calories and exercise basically. And so I helped her stay on her program and she lost weight and she was successful and et cetera. And, you know, I completely forgot about it and then years later I was doing some uh, preventive medicine and health care and so I had people on my weight loss program and we did similar, we counted calories, we did some acupuncture and helped people 
manage their weight. And then I realized, I don't know, just as I was studying about karmic seeds, that I actually don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, I mean, I, I got thin at some point, and I, I still pay attention to what I eat. I don't eat as much as I'd like to eat, but it's like I'm not, I don't struggle with it anymore. And I realized that, I, you know, I think it's from these seeds of having helped these people in the past that just made this shift that I don't have to struggle. You know, my brothers and sisters are big, not like my aunts, but, you know, they did the typical gain weight as we got older. And I didn't, and it's like, I think it's from karmic seeds. I don't think it was because I particularly eat right, or, you know, I don't get as much exercise as I should, but it's like just those seeds, like like you, I didn't quite know what why I was doing what I was doing, but it sure has, has helped me out, you know, and I can recognize other things, too, that I've done for other people, not knowing why I did them for other people, but now are paying off, right? Especially now that I know that I can call on those seeds specifically. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, so, talk about that call on the seeds. Yeah, so, um, next week is about the rejoicing, oh, you know, right. and that's what I mean by calling on the seeds, is when we're talking about making new seeds for the, for the health result that we want, but we already have many of the seeds that we need, right? If we've seen anyone whose knees have Im- improved, right? Even if it means they got a knee replacement, right? They went from not being able to walk and now they can, right? Their knees have improved. That if there's anybody in our world that we've seen their knees have improved, it's because we've helped other people improve their knees before. Right. Not necessarily that specifically, but we have those seeds if we've seen it in our world. And so the, the better that we can recall ways in which we helped other people with their joints in the past, we can call on those seeds now. They're in there, right? I remember, you know, my grandmother had bad knees and I would walk her dog for her, right? Maybe she should have walked her dog, but she wasn't going to, you know? So rather than, I helped her do her gardening, right? Would have hurt her knees to do all that stuff, right? Uh, When we need those seeds, we remember those ways in which we help somebody in some similar way, and we'd be happy that we did that. It doesn't matter how long ago, there's no expiry date in those seeds of having helped people. And we'd be happy that we did them, and we intentionally say, I need those to ripen now. Thank you very much. It seems like a long shot. In fact, just the other day on Sunday, we were having class, and one of the young women came in, and she was feeling terrible. And she just laid back in class and stayed there. Everybody tried something to help her, and then she decided to go home. So... Before the next class, we all sat together, and the other folks that were in class knew her. I, you know, I, I didn't know her at all, but I said, "You guys know her. You must know that, that have seen her help somebody feel better in the past. So think about what yeah. you've seen her do, and be happy that she did that. 
and then send her those seeds right now. So there were three or four of us thinking of ways that they had seen her help someone in, feel better in the past. Sent her those seeds. So then the next day, her roommate, who happened to be with us, um, sent us all an email and said, you know, she was feeling better within two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, so our minds will say, oh, you know, those two aren't related. But our minds can also say, well, maybe they are. You know, maybe we we were able to shift our seeds from continuing to hear that, oh, she feels terrible, to, oh, she feels better, you know, in a couple of hours by doing this rejoicing thing. And so the power of just considering that maybe that worked will help us see it work in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The power of saying, no way, strengthens that kind of doubt in our mind. right? Whether it worked or not is as empty of self-existence as she being sick or not being sick, or us seeing her sick or not being sick. You know, it's the, the event is a ripening of mental seeds, all of our projections happening that we saw her as feeling so horrible. And then we reached into our karmic seeds for seeds that she had for feeling better. We're happy with them, so we stirred them up. And we, like, sent them. I mean, it's not like you, you know, I think of the little icon on the computer when you're putting a file into another file and the little pages are going. You know, I think of my karmic seeds going like those little pages. It isn't really like that. But for all intents and purposes, right, we do that. And uh, she got to feeling better, right? Within a couple of hours of when we did that. Whereas she'd already been sick a couple anyway. So I mean, you just think about it. It to believe it or not plants the seeds to believe it or not later. Yeah. So uh, okay. Well then, so remember that person that you thought of at the beginning of class that you intended to learn something that you would use to be able to help them. Uh, you did, and you will. Someday, and so be really happy for that. You know, happy for the seeds to be here, happy for the seeds to have a mind that's open enough to hear these things and to consider them and to consider using them. Be happy for the seeds of hearing how other people have already used them, even if we didn't know that's what we were doing. Be happy with your intention to try them out. And so dedicate all those good seeds. To starting this revolution in behavior amongst the people of your world. that everybody will know how to make happiness. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Maitri Karunam Muditam Upeksham Maitri
கருணம் மோதித்தம் ஓபேக்ஷம்